Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> oh, we should start. Hey, instead of hey, hey, we're hey. starting. We're recording. So, for those of you guys who don't know, well, how would you know? No one knows. <laughs> so, Mandy got a ring, aka she got engaged. AKA, I'm engaged. I know. I have nothing to show for it. I know. She's actually like waving her her ringless hand in front of the um. In front the of mic. the mic. But no, she really is engaged. Her ring is being sized. Yes. yes. Let, us, let, let people know. She's my publicist yeah. today. <laughs> put, put, out the, put out the press statement. And it was so pretty. So we were supposed to tape yesterday. And Mandy texted me was like, I can't tape. I was like, why? She's like, it's a good reason. I just got engaged. And I was like. <laughs> so you know I looked at Superman with this extra side eye like Mandy just got engaged. <laughs> Meanwhile, Supergirl, his nine-year-old daughter, was like, oh, my God. Congratulations, Miss Mandy. Even though she does not know Mandy, she was just equally as excited. It's that womanly instinct <laughs> that, the, that the engagement is like some sort of mountain you must yes. overcome. She was like stalking me, like, you're going to call her? Like waiting, like, so I can tell her personally. I'm like, just be easy. I've never talked on the phone as much as I did yesterday in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so excited. So we got engaged. It happened <laughs> Saturday night. I was completely shocked. If if you've known me, if, you, if you've asked me, if you'd asked me to bet a million dollars, I would have told you it's not going to happen for like another year or two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happened on Saturday and I was like completely shocked. I'm a control freak. <laughs> and so when, I mean, we went to a, like a little jazz club mm-hmm. to see some live music and he was totally casual. He was like, oh, let's go to this jazz club tonight. And it's like, you know, we're young. We're, we'll do it. <laughs> we dog sat all weekend. Like we deserve this, you know? And I was like, great. Awesome. I drank some coffee, mm-hmm. went out. Um, and I, something in my mind, I was like, maybe there's a ring in this pocket. Uh, really? Yeah, but not. But I thought it. But at the same time, I'm like, no way. Like that's crazy. But I kind of patted it. Uh huh. Really? When I was hugging, kind of patted it. I was like, nothing's in there. No box. Okay. And then, like, I mean, I just it left my mind completely. Mm. I had a little flash of a thought, and then it was gone. And we went to concert. It was great. Not, I mean, I I insisted on paying for dinner. I'm like, I gotta pay for dinner. Gotta do it. We were okay. trying to be equitable with the finances. Mm-hmm. And then we like went home. Stopped at Rite Aid. Had to get some toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was another night. <laughs> yes. And then we get home, and he's like, put everything down. I have a question to ask you. Did you know then? No. Like, when did it dawn on you? No, because he was like, put everything down. And I was taking off my shoes at the front door. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, take your shoes off. I was like, oh, am I going to get a foot rub? That's awesome. <laughs> Yay. How much can I milk this date, date night? 
And then he's like, but then he ba- starts backing up, which is weird. Uh-huh. Why are you backing up? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> he's backing up, and then he, he puts his hand into his um, his jacket pocket. Did you know that? And I, yes. And then my heart is going, and it's like it's like 2 in the morning almost. We were mm-hmm. out for late, and we were late, and I was slightly tipsy. Mm-hmm. not going to lie. I had, a, I had a little bit of white wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wait, wait, what what is happening? This can't be happening. Did and you say that? I not I didn't say this can't be happening. I was like, "What are you doing? Really? Right now? Really?" I was like, kind of laughing. Uh-huh. Like I always, I don't know what I. I guess you can kind of imagine it, what that moment's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And it, whenever I thought about it, I could make myself tear up just mm-hmm. thinking about that moment. Okay, but in the actual moment, you were giggling. I was literally so stunned. It's like awkward, you know, uh-huh. like when you see something terrible and you laugh because mm-hmm. you're awkward about it. Yeah. This was, this was not terrible, obviously. So, yeah, I just started laughing and kind of giggling. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I started shaking. And mm-hmm. then he, he gave his sweet little speech. I mean, it was nothing, like, super elaborate. It was just very simple, like, very, mm-hmm. you know, very us, like, very, mm-hmm. you know, in our apartment, in our home. And mm-hmm. But the fact that he got me by surprise, I'm that like was a good. queen bee nosy control nosy. freak. <laughs> I'm nosy as hell. <laughs> We used to share, we used to like, you know, we had like a very open technology thing. Like mm-hmm. if our, if his laptop was nearest and I needed to get on the internet, I would just grab it. Yeah. If his cell phone was nearby, I needed to text somebody, I'd just you grab just it. Grab you it. know, yeah. we just do that. We mm-hmm. trust each Me other too. that way. Uh-huh. Um, and, but event, like a few months ago, he started being really weird about his electronics. Okay. Like, don't touch my laptop. You cannot use my cell phone. You need to stop it. Like getting upset with oh, me. And I was like, ooh, what's happening? I texted my girlfriend. I'm like, he's either cheating or he's going to propose. <laughs> and I, I did have an inkling that he was going to propose. Gonna, at least he was saving up for a ring. And okay. maybe he didn't want me to know. Um, but we talked about, we were open. I mean, you have to be open about, about yeah. do you want to marry me? Yeah. yeah. You should know that before you propose, yeah. gentlemen. You should know that. And then also, like, I mean, the financial part of it, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to take on more financial responsibilities around the house mm-hmm. because I wanted to leave him room to save up for yeah. a ring, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I knew that much. So it wasn't a surprise to me that he got touchy about it. Okay. But I did not think it was going to be November. Uh, November 28th. 2015. Um, 29th, 28th. Oh, God, I don't know. What day is today? <laughs> no, well, 29th. 29th? Is for, for, well, it's Friday, technically. Technically, so. it was Saturday. It was Sunday morning. So that's, I think that was the 29th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my yeah, sister's yeah. birthday. I always remember. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to remember, remember now. Because how old are you now? So I'm 28. Oh, my God. She turned 27. I cannot even imagine her getting engaged. I know. I feel like you're such a baby. I can't imagine myself like, oh, he's texting me right now. <laughs> he just <laughs> this is so this is so narcissistic he just texts with an update of how many likes our Facebook post <laughs> I was gonna ask you that did you get a lot of likes I got he well 452 wow thank you y'all are famous now we're practically William and Kate. you're Facebook yeah. famous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh it was really sweet though yeah I don't I ugh, like Sunday was such a blur and but that's the thing like I don't feel old enough to get married it's like when we moved in together mm-hmm. I'm like no one's like there's no test for this. There's no like <laughs> exam. But in meanwhile, like, if you think about it, it, like, how, how how old was your mom when she had you? She was actually 27 when she had me. Mm. But she got married for the first time when she was 20. Okay, and but had you know, two kids by 22. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, our parents got like, you know, I think my mom was like 23 or 24. I don't know. Can you imagine? No, heck no. I was just barely learning how to shave my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not good at that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy to think like, oh my god. We're allowed to do this kind of grown-up stuff. And then, I I mean, the friends I've talked to have been like, you'll get more used to it. It's not going to feel real. And it really hasn't felt real so far. I mean, I have the ring, but I don't have it because poor Boo. (laughs) He's such a good guy. He is. But he decided that somehow in his mind he was like, I'll just get her the same ring size that I wear. Oh. As a (laughs) six-foot-one gentleman, (laughs) um, which was not 
the right size. Like it was basically it could have fit Shaq's finger probably. <laughs> it was a size ten, and I'm a size six and a half. <laughs> well, so. you know, I, I like his logic. Needless to say, went to the Diamond District. Oh, let me just so let me say this: like if you're getting your ring, if you live in New York anyway, yeah. I don't know if there's a, a Diamond, Diamond District, District in every city. Yeah. But um, we went to a jeweler in my neighborhood in Queens, and he quoted us like a hundred bucks for the resizing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm like, okay, well that seems like a little bit for a very expensive ring. Yeah. Um, but then I went. My coworker told me, no, 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 no. You need to go to the Diamond District. It's like row upon row, stall upon stall, all up on top of each other, these little jewelers. Like, mm. most of them are Jewish, I think. Small mm-hmm. businesses in New York, 47th Street between, like, 5th and 6th. Okay. There's, like, these giant... I never noticed before there's these giant diamond, like, pillars okay. marking it off right before you get to Radio really? City. I've never been. Yeah, you need to go. It's an experience. And everyone's, like, yelling at you, come in here, come in here. Do you want to sell something? Mm. You're going to buy? Like, it's the holiday, so they're really aggressive. Okay. And she's like, no, no, you need to go to my friend Irving. The place is called the Wolf something, Wolf Beringer. You need to go see my friend Irving, mm-hmm. his, his wife, Razel. So I went there. They hooked me up. And for 20 bucks, they're going to twenty bucks From $100 to 20 bucks. So this is like lighting the fire for me to like do an, an inexpensive wedding. Yeah, for real. We'll see. I want you to, I want you to Google, blog about it. I know. Well, you guys will, I'll, I'll share my journey. I'm for Right now, I'm just like, I'm saying I'm not going to think about it till after January because mm-hmm. I'm getting a little anxious. Okay. My mother's asked me one too many questions. She's like, how many attendants? Where's it going to be? Are oh, you sure yeah. you want to be in New York? But you're from Atlanta. Don't you have family there? Well, that's very that? mom, mom of her. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I know. So I'm just going to get through the, I just want to enjoy it, mm-hmm. get through the holidays. And then you could, you know what my sister did? She got like one of these like books that you kind of like, you know, tells you like first step, second step. She said, oh, God, I need that book. Yeah, I'm, I'll ask her. Please do. Like, I'm looking at you so <laughs> You are. I was like, wow. Tell me the way. I do not know. No, because she was like that too. She's not, a, she wasn't like a big planner, but she was like, the book really just helped. I just put my stuff in. It was like, oh, okay. I feel like so much about the wedding is just managing everyone's emotions mm-hmm. outside. I mean, I need to work on my own emotions first for one thing, but like, so just yesterday was stressful making sure that I told everybody the mm-hmm. right way before I posted it anywhere. Because I don't you hate that feeling of like, yeah. you learn from a friend that you thought was a friend. And you're like, oh. That they got married or had a baby on, on like Instagram yeah. or like Twitter. Like, oh, well, that's nice. Their baby's 12. How come exactly. you never told me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I made sure I went down my entire, like, I went through my favorites. This is a quick way of weeding out people. I went through my favorites on my iPhone and like called everyone personally, FaceTimed if I could mm-hmm. to make sure they could see it. And like, get, and it was really fun seeing their reactions. Mm-hmm. Plus, I haven't made phone calls in forever. Since when? Like, did anybody cry? So my mom didn't cry, but so my my fiance. Oh, I know. I'm like, who? When you said it at first, I was like, who? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, that's his new code word. Fiance. <laughs> the fiance. Um. So he actually called my parents the day that he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he hadn't really had a plan. He he was just like, I was just going to wait for the right event for us to go to and you know do it afterward or something. Really. So he. So that's why it felt so real when he was like, let's just go to this jazz show. Yeah, you know? because it wasn't like oh, so that's why because you probably would have noticed if he was like feeling really weird, the control awkward. freak that I am. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. You'd be like, oh, today's the day, isn't it? If he was like, wait. Because he's so out of character. He and I, he's not, I'm usually one being like, let's go do this thing. And he's like, I just want to watch Netflix, you okay, know? So uh-huh. if he had been all of a sudden excited to go do an activity. Okay, then you'd have been like, this is a nice. A series of activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm. I, he was smart. He was very skillful. Mm. But um, so he called my mom the day and my dad the day of. And my mom said she cried. But when I talked to her, she wasn't crying. She was yelling at me because I texted her a picture before I called her in person. Oh, okay. Even though I knew she already knew. Is this the order of things when it comes to the order moms? of things. Plus, I was in, I called her right after. But anyway, moms are special. Yes. Um, so, yeah, my dad, however, bless his little heart. I don't think my dad knows how to listen to podcasts yet. I have to teach him. <laughs> so I'll tell you guys. So my dad went and re- 
oops, when my fiance <laughs> called my dad, um, he initially pretty much like hung up on him because <laughs> he could not deal. And I know my dad. We, he's I'm his only daughter. I was going to say that. And, you know, my parents divorced when I was 10. So in my dad's mind, I've really been stuck as a 10-year-old. Forever. Forever. And so I I knew. I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, don't worry. He's just in his feelings. He does not know how to deal with yeah. his emotions. Because ten year his 10-year-old's getting married. Ba- basically. And uh, so he, he finally called me last night, and he told me he was up all night, stressed out. He said I was just it, it was just shocked. I, I I can't I don't know how to deal with these mm. feelings basically. And I could hear him tearing up on the Aww. phone. When you hear a grown man, yeah, I know. Just wait till your wedding. You just better have some some waterproof mascara. I need to like put a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about my dad. <laughs> he needs to be walking down the aisle. Like, he needs to be like medi- knees what do you buckling. Call it? Yeah, like medicated. medicated. Yep, tranquilized, Aww. sedated. That's the word, sedated. I want to start a hashtag. Congrats, Mandy, with an I. Congrats, Mandy. Let's see who's going to, yeah, let's see who's going to use that hashtag. I should give away something for people who use the hashtag. Oh, we'll just give you some virtual love. Thank you. Just don't ask me any questions. I get stressed out. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know what. I don't know anything. I don't know how to do this. It's my first time, so. But I'm just real overwhelmed with all the support, so. So. Exciting. We started on a high note, but you know us. We like to turn left. So Wait, happened? where are we going? Where are we going? Soul Train Awards. Oh, Soul Train yeah. Awards. But honestly, I like the awards. I'm I not know. really... Did you watch? Did you watch the whole thing? I did only because I saw such great reviews on f- Facebook. Meanwhile, reviews on Facebook and the way it works when you watch like the black on Twitter YouTube. is where I go first. Really? Like, if Facebook, black Twitter likes it, then I'll then you'll tune go watch. in. Well, you know what yeah. it is because they they play them back to back, so they'll play it and then it ended at like uh, ten fifty five and started again at eleven. So I was like, oh, I'll stay up and watch because the reviews were great. And honestly, I loved it. I didn't realize that. Unfortunately, R. Kelly performed at the end. I was like, oh, mm. this is disappointing. What's the status with R. Kelly? I mean, so we all know that he's a dirty, gross pedophile. pedophile. Yeah, so well, he like, married he Ali. I don't know. Honestly, I think that his career has not obviously prospered as much as it would have had mm-hmm. he not been caught doing what he was doing with young girls. As it should. So if you guys are not familiar with R. Kelly... He's really super talented. I have to say that, you know, that he's, <laughs> but not just a, a talented singer, you know, the, the the biggest part of R. Kelly, he's a really talented, like, songwriter and arranger and, like, you know. Producer? Yeah, producer. Mm-hmm. And so, just a musician. And uh, he was not convicted, but suspected, I guess you could say, although I don't know how he's never been um Prosecuted, but because there's video of him with underage women. I feel like I was young enough when this was all happening that yeah. I don't really remember all the particulars. So, but there's video but of him. I with, have a, but I have a general sense of ickiness about him. Yes, so he closed the show. So he, yeah. So and he closed <laughs> the show. So there's video of him of um him like uh, urinating on uh, women who were underage, and um, we all know for a fact that he married Aaliyah, who was the singer that passed away. She was 14 or 15 at the time. Mm. And I mean, they're, I mean, they have marriage papers, so that's not one of you know, that's not like oh, allegedly, no, no, they got married. Yeah. Um, and then just so many other stories that have come out about him, uh, basically raping young women. I mean, raping in the sense of I guess statutory, statutory rape. rape. Yeah, I haven't heard of him like again. I don't know. So I don't violently know. raping, but right. definitely statutory rape. Because you know, honestly, if you're having sex with a 13 year old, she cannot give consent. She's 13. Mm. Um, you know, and at least not with a grown man giving consent. You know, if a 13-year-old and 13-year-old are growing at it, that's one thing. A 13-year-old and a 25-year-old, that's a whole other thing. So is the, is the drama that he performed, people say that he shouldn't have? Like- yeah, only because, like, you know, everybody's going in on Bill Cosby, as they should. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, why? Because R. Kelly didn't just perform. He, like, closed the show from and it was like people in the audience were, like, two-stepping, like, this man has not 
raped young girls. Right. And it doesn't have video out of him raping and really just totally being disgusting with young girls. And it's almost like, you know, I saw this article that about like, oh, so s- still after all this, what does it say from um, for black girls when their alleged rapists, rapes are not enough? That like, you know, black girls still don't matter. Mm-hmm. Because I saw other women of color. What really struck me was Erica Badu, who's like pro-black, pro women, feminist. She's having a new moment right now, Erica Badu. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And so, but it's like, Erica Badu is like, you know, like, feminist, strong, and then she, she actually introduced R. Kelly as my brother. And I was like, oh. So, and like I said, this is not a man where we're like, hmm, I'm not quite sure if he did it. It's like, there's video. He married Aaliyah when she was 14. And even he, yeah. in his, um, in, I've seen like him being interviewed, and at one point he said, I know I have a problem. Yeah, it's, it, it's a complicated thing. We kind of talked about it with Bill Cosby mm-hmm. before. And I, I mentioned, like, so I have, um, I mean, I've known people personally who have um, had issues like this, mm-hmm. you know, with younger women mm-hmm. um, and have done some really not great things. But I can almost, I'm saying from both sides here, mm-hmm. I'm, like, playing two two sides here at the same time. Like, when it is someone who you consider a brother, I know they're not blood related, mm-hmm. but if it's someone you've known your whole life and they've done this thing, it's really hard to find a way. It takes a long time to figure out how to, like... Separate yourself from that. Not separate it, but, like, figure out a way to live in both spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they did this horrible thing. Yes, it's okay that I still feel, like, love for them. Mm-hmm. And then how do you marry them together? It's just awkward when it's on a public stage, you that's know? That's what I... I guess that's what was bothering Like, okay, Erica Badu, if that's your brother. But I'm like, really, BET? Yeah. Like, of all the artists you could have had, you know, it's not like R. Kelly is, like, you know, some brand new artist or, like... Beyonce that can't be ignored, even though that wouldn't be excusable then. But it's like you had to dig up R. Kelly. Do you think that's like just for the wow factor, just for the shock factor? Because I know it would be controversial. Yeah, it just really bothered me to see like Janelle Monet, Tyrese, all these people two stepping like, yes, go ahead, rapist, yes, do your thing. Because especially, you know what really bothers me about R. Kelly? Because there are sometimes, you know, like like I've known people who are like, oh, 18, their girlfriend was 14. Probably not the most appropriate, but whatever. But this is a man who was allegedly, I'll put in air quotes, like literally going to high schools. He was a predator looking for young women. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the part. And looking specifically for young women whose backgrounds would allow him to take advantage of them. like women Very who, much like Bill Cosby. Yes. Yeah. You know, like women, like young women like in, in, from neighborhoods who, you know, there was no money or would be easily, like, w- like wowed by a man like him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, and so that makes it almost sicker. Yeah, it does, of course. Because that's what I'm saying. He was a predator. This is not just some guy who was like, oh, I happen to love my girlfriend, and I'm 18, she's 14, we're just trying to make it work. No, this is a sexual predator. And for him to be celebrated still, like, honestly, when his music come on, comes on on the radio, like, I always tell Superman, turn it off. Mm. I think mm. he'll probably go through now a similar... Maybe not as bad as Bill Cosby. Mm. And I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because Bill Cosby's accusers, it was so far after the fact they all came forward and they're yeah. all much older. Maybe R. Kelly's victims, it's just they're not ready to come forward in the same public way. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks that it took like 40 women yeah. to come forward in their magazine cover to get people to you know care about the Bill Cosby situation. But, I mean, the public is – when when we make up our mind about an icon, yeah. like R. Kelly you know, was meant so much for R&B music, Bill mm-hmm. Cosby meant so much for comedy and television, like – it's really hard. Like, you have to show us the evidence. Yes. Like, the burden of proof is totally on the victim. Also, too, R. Kelly happened right before the huge social media wave. Yeah, totally. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I think if it would have happened, like, Bill Cosby, I think one of the reasons why 
people are so much more up in arms is because social media really took that and like ran with it. But mm-hmm. R. Kelly like escaped that almost because I, to me, like you know, what he did was even more obvious. There's video, mm-hmm. but it was before all that, before people could, before Black Twitter could really take a hold and like fully drag him. I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed, and I was just like, well. And other there were some that, highlights. I know they were. I mean, honestly, I like the Soul Train. Like, I didn't watch his part. I was like, what? I don't have cable. I don't have cable, so I don't know. Yeah, I, well, but Superman, I watch clips. I, so the the babyface. Uh, that was amazing. That was amazing. The babyface like, tribute. What? When they had Brandy come out, I was like, yes. I feel so much real room. emotion when I hear <laughs> sitting up in my room. Like literally, I'm tra- I'm like four feet tall yes. again. Like little chubby girl in my room, like dream- daydreaming. Oh, she was so good. Her voice is so yes. good. I want her to go on tour. Yeah, you know what it is about Brandy because Brandy and I are like the same age. So I'm 36, and I think when Brandy came out, she was 14, and I was 14 when she came out. I know, so I like grew up like that yeah. first album of her like sitting on the front cover. Her music was so age appropriate; I could play it in front of my parents. It was just so Moesha. Right, she was on M to the O to the. It's me. It's me. We played. Oh, the night I got engaged on the platform. It took so long for the train. We played like all the great '90s TV themes: Family Matters, House, Step by Step, Growing Pains, Moesha, Sister Sister. What sister sister? Never knew how much I missed you. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Mandy are doing like the neck wave. I don't even know why, but we both did it. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. I know. Then they did the grown up version. Sister, sister. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to go back and watch it. Oh my it. God. I know. TV is not as good as it was. I know. Well, you know what? Someone now, said TV has never been as black as it was in the, it was in the 90s. It was very it's black, very right? Because mm-hmm. think about Martin was at like an all time high. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. Sister, Family sister, matters. Family matters. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, yes, I used to watch. I used to love that. Girlfriends. Someone was girlfriends. Yeah. No, that was 2000. No, no. Yeah, Just that kidding. was. My bad. But it was very, Cosby. very. Remember, because you remember, you know why? UPN 9, remember? And TGIF. Yeah, yeah. TGIF UPN was very 9, black. TGIF. Oh, oh. And we're all like, huh? Now we sound like old people. You know how old people always say, like, you don't know, y'all don't have good music. One day these young people are going to be telling their grandkids, Betty Wop was classic. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you will not. No, Baby, no, no. won't you come? But now, that, yeah, TV's way. changed. You know, speaking of TV, there's a new um, Dominican, the very first Dominican focused TV show. Shout out to my new Dominican family. Really? Yeah. What is it called? It's going to be called Vlad, V L A D D. And okay. I guess that's the name of the guy who's, it's like a comedian. Okay. Kind of like Louis C.K. made his own show run his own oh, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like about the Dominican family in the Bronx. Okay. Which is, I'm excited to watch it. I'll get to understand my boyfriend's, oh, my, yeah, for my sure. fiance's. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about for Buzzworthy? Buzzworthy. Did you want to talk about buying black? That's like the huge new wave I've been seeing. I guess most of my friends on social I mean, media since are black. it's the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. I mean, like just generally, you know, for me... And one of my friends was, I debated my friends about this one time. It's like, do you feel pressure to buy from black-owned businesses? Um, or, you know, do you feel like you should have freedom to buy wherever you want to buy from? Should you feel guilty for, like, not buying from a black-owned business? Like, the there's actually a woman who was banned on Facebook because, and actually I knew her. Cause I was like, she looks familiar. She did this interview with Dr. Boyce Watkins. Oh. And she created like some like booklet for buying black or something. And anyway, she created like a, um like just like a Facebook post about like you know buying black, try to buy black this week or whatever. And mm-hmm. Facebook, I guess I don't know if somebody reported it as being racist or whatever. But that's been going on forever. I know. Like, there's literally like black business phone books and but, like online buying guides. Yeah. So, but I don't know why. But they used to be pamphlets you'd hand out. So she was banned because Facebook deemed it, I guess, for lack of a better word, racist. Um, for or discriminatory, like, yeah, discriminatory. I'll say that. But yeah, I just thought that was really strange. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, 
Okay. I think it's important to shop small, like in any capacity. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of small businesses are owned by um, minorities in general. I guess you so. know what it is, too. Like, you know, you've heard, I mean, we've heard the statistic over and over that the black dollar stays in the black neighborhood, like, for less than, like, it passes through not even one hand before leaving the black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the Jewish dollar passes through, like, 30 hands. I don't, that's not the exact you know, number. And then the Spanish dollar passes through two hands. And the Asian because dollar. they're more good about buying from businesses yes. owned by each other. Yes. Yeah. And so I can understand that, that like, that there's so much wealth, I think, our buying power the now. Asians? Are you kidding me? Look at Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I have friends who can get deals on an apartment in Chinatown that I'd never be able to get. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Call it, you can call it discrimination, but I feel, I feel no way about it because I'm kind of like, man, that neighborhood is like one of the last true you know, vestiges of old New York that have actually stayed the same. And in some ways, you kind of want to preserve that and what not only just that, but like, that's like, too, like like being Nigerian, there's certain deals that I get. Like if you go someplace, like, you know, mm-hmm. if my mom's like, oh, no, 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 I'll go for you. Or like tell them I sent you. If my coworker who's Jewish mm-hmm. hadn't told me to go to her, you know, hadn't told me specifically go to Irving in the Diamond District, mm-hmm. tell him Lisa sent you. I don't know if I would have gotten a deal exactly. for $20. That's how it goes sometimes. So I get that, you know, that's how it goes sometimes that certain groups look after their own. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the issue is that, unfortunately, it seems like the African-American community does not do that. I think much. it's because there's less of a cultural... I feel like a, other minorities, sometimes there's such a huge cultural divide, mm-hmm. like especially if you're immigrants. Yes. African-Americans, we grew up yeah. in America, and like there's no language barrier. Yeah. There's no nothing keeping you from going to like a white-owned business yeah. or something like that because you're not, you don't have that, that cultural sense divide. of like, yeah. No, for sure. Because or like, isolation. Like, or just even like, you know, there's a sense of like... Um, I see you. I understand you. Like, you know, like Nigerians or if you're Dominican or if you're... But you're right. Even though, you know, you could be African-American, but that could mean so many different things. But if you are Dominican, there is a shared sense of, like, culture and history, like you said. Homeland, yeah. Yes, where it, that's missing in the African-American community. Because it's like, you could be from Atlanta, you're African-American, and I could be from Newark, and we could have literally no nothing in common as far mm-hmm. as our background. But if I'm Dominican and I live in Canada, and you're Dominican and you live in, I don't know, Australia, there's still a sense of, like, oh, my God, you know? Totally. Yeah, you know what I mean? So definitely, I believe that to be so. I always feel more American when I'm not in America. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm traveling, and <laughs> yep. you'd meet the other Americans in the hostel or exactly. whatever. Exactly. You're, you're like, like, oh, my God, American. All of a sudden, I'm, like, waving the flag. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. And I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> I get real country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, for sure. That's a good reminder, though, I feel like. Yeah. God, I live in Queens. I don't think there are any black-owned businesses. I mean, Queens is, like, literally the—I think there's—this there's, is a fact. It's, like, the single most diverse county in the United States. Mm. Like, every single walk of life um, is there. But my neighborhood is very Greek. Okay. Very Brazilian, very Hispanic, very Vietnamese, but, mm-hmm. like, not a lot of black-owned businesses. Mm. But I do, but I, I, I shop at small businesses all the time. That's mm-hmm. what I love about New York. It's yeah, hard not to. It's hard not to. I don't yeah. have a Walmart. Yeah, you're right. Or like a, a Kroger. It's a lo- local here, local there. You're mm-hmm. right. Oh, we're, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Uh, we're back. So now we're time for now. It's time for brown break. Brown break. Yep. My favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Brown. Break, I love brown thinking about things to take breaks from. I know. Even though I don't really take the breaks when I get home, it's like we just I take know. a break online. I'm like, I really should take a break. You know, I did actually take a break from political coverage for a while. I'm like done. Like, wake me up when it's October 2016. Like, then I'll I'll look. I'll pay attention to the last month. 
I, I don't need to hear all these stupid debates. One more. Nope. No more Ben Carson oh, yeah. foolery. I don't no even. more Trump foolery. You know, I was just thinking when you were talking, I was like, when you said, give me a break. I said, ooh, that should be her brown break. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a brown break. Something, something. Now, I don't know what the words are going to be. Just work with me. That's just the first draft. Break right now. Yeah, break. Give me brown break phones. You guys can get the soundtrack for Brown Ambition <laughs> in an iTunes store near you. <laughs> Marked at zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> so brown break. We'll pay you to listen to it. <laughs> so what should we brown? Okay, so my brown break is mm-hmm. I want to take a brown break from being antisocial. Yes, I said it. I'm antisocial. Mm-hmm. And not even because I'm not social. I'm antisocial because as I get older, it takes me longer to get cuter. <laughs> and I noticed <laughs> because so for those of you who don't know, I own my own business and I work from home. Um, and so I'm largely in my PJs with like my hair in a messy bun, which I'm wearing now. This is like my sleep bun, my wake bun, okay. my everything bun. Jarrell's like, Superman is like, this bun. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so because of that, I ended up like, you know, I'm like no makeup, just in my PJs. And so when fun things are happening and someone says, you want to go? I always start thinking to myself, ooh, that sounds like, oh, wait. It sounds like having to wash up again, having to put on a little bit of face, having to find something to wear that actually fits, having to do my hair, having to, it sounds like work. So then I end up saying, nah, stay home. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I have not been having as much fun in my life. So I've been working and I've been chilling at home. And unless I'm traveling for, for the budget least and for business, I'm not really leaving the house as much. And I'm like, I want to take a brown break from that. I used to be such a fun, fun like a fun person. I think that happens when you get older, though. Like, you you find so much time for the things you don't want to do. Yeah. And when it comes to the fun stuff, you find excuses that About you don't why. have enough time. Yeah. Not enough time or it's too much work. Like, yeah. you like you put your own, like, wants, and you kind of forget that it's worth the pain. Yeah, it's worth Because then when I end yeah. up going, I end up, like, so, for example, one of my friends, I just love him. His name is Cabral. And Cabral is, like, one of my fave friends because Cabral, like, lives life. He eats well. He goes to fancy restaurants. He travels, like, every other month. And so Cabral, um, so he's also gay. So, like, he's also, like, so Superman's always like, yeah, go out with Cabral. So Cabral is, like, my, like, he just will always be like, honey, you want to go out? And I'm just be like. Be careful with the gays. Right. It can be very detrimental to the budget. <laughs> and I say that lovingly because I have many gay friends who will quickly take me to the club and I'll see all my paychecks go No, back. Cabral is a treater too. Oh, what? is he? Yes. Oh, a generous one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the benefit of getting older too. Your friends are old enough to actually treat yes. you. Yes. You're and not so, like scrap, scrap. There's like four of us like that we hang out sometimes now. And so like mm-hmm. he'll be like, so he'll call because he knows we're all the same. We're like all the women. It's like th- three other women who are entrepreneurs and we kind of never go anywhere. So Cabral is always the one to be like, hey girls. Where are we going this week? And we're all like, eh, I don't know, Cabral. He's like, mm, be ready tomorrow. <laughs> and then he'll drive, and then he won't tell you where he's going, and then he'll just take you somewhere, and then you're like, oh, it's amazing, and then he'll treat. That's and a so, good friend. Yeah, what? Jarrell's always like, I mean, Superman. That sounds like an invitation that you would not pass up. What? So when, <laughs> when, when Cabral calls, I'm like, when? Where? <laughs> but what I love about him is that he takes me out of that comfort zone to say, Tiffany, get out and go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and not to say Superman doesn't, but I don't know. Like, I mean, when we hang out, it's just like, I mean, we're like a Netflix and chill kind of couple. And mm-hmm. like, also, too, we have like different tastes. That means something different when you're in a committed relationship yes. than what it means when you're dating. Yeah. That's like a euphemism for hooking up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, hotline. oh, right, exactly. I know when that hotline blitz. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just want to be a little less. Un- like, I used to love like roller- rollerblading. I'm like, you know what? There's a roller skating rink around the house and they have adult night. It's supposed to be really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, probably this week. And then a friend of mine was like, oh, let's go on this. There's like a trail in the other house. And my best friend's like, we should go on a hike. And I'm like, I don't really want to, but I'm going to go. 
So I'm going to try to force myself. And start a small, one thing. Yeah, one thing a week, right? Mm-hmm. One fun thing a week. You can fall into that trap, though. You work so hard to get here, mm-hmm. and then you keep working so hard that you can't enjoy it. So yeah. I, I'm, I try and be cognizant of that, for sure. So what's your brown break? My brown break is, so I don't know if any of my coworkers are listening, but I love you dearly. <laughs> um, but recently, someone at the office passed around this New York Times article, which talked about the idea of a de-energizer. In the office, Mm -hmm. which is a kind of person or people who tend to let their negative attitudes just like bring the whole environment down. Okay. And it can be difficult at a huge company, um, especially when there's like a lot of moving parts. And maybe like especially like if your job maybe doesn't get impacted by all the other stuff happening around you and you're kind of – if you just stay in your bubble. Mm -hmm. Like if I just stay in my bubble, I don't have to worry about any of the corporate BS happening. Okay. I just do my job. I get to write. I do what I love. I get to do video. I do the podcast on the side. No one's saying no. Mm -hmm. But if sometimes like – there's a lot of stuff happening, and it can get in the way. Like, for example, we have a group chat, okay, um, which is great. It's like the literal – it's like the digital water cooler. Okay. It's – we pass around GIFs. We joke. We, like, shoot the breeze. It's, like, where we catch up. And is that it's the like, thing that went down the other day? Slack or something? Slack? I don't know. I don't know. There's something that went down. It was, like, group chat. Everybody was talking about it, but I'm not in group There's chat. a million different kinds. We use the, the Yahoo one, obviously. Okay. I am. Um, but it's like where it's just a great place to like catch up and just, you know, camaraderie or whatever. So mm-hmm. I love the group chat. It's hilarious. We crack up all the we just pass funny links. But sometimes it can get to be like a bit of a downer if everyone else's like feelings about what's happening with their separate mm. stuff at the work is starts then in- it starts to bring everything down. Mm. And while it's fun to commiserate and important, I think, to commiserate, yeah. it's like a healthy way of venting, you know. And and you don't want to stay in that negative you place. You don't want to stay in it. And, I, and I've found in the past month that like it's really getting me down. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to take I've I've. I've tried. It's hard to break out of it because you don't want to be disconnected. Like I don't yeah. want to be. I don't want to lose access to my your friends, coworkers, yeah. my friends, and like the gossip and stuff, all the good stuff. But at the same time, I I want and I don't want to make them feel bad for venting because they should. Yeah. Because like they're they they're you know valid and whatever their complaints are. Yeah. But at, at some time. point, you just have to like. And we don't have an office. This is another symptom I think of like being in this open concept. Mm-hmm. Like the last three places I've worked at have been just rows of desks and no one has offices. Everything's glass walls. Everything's transparent. But it just it just gives everyone else more license to just come into your area, like your personal space. Yeah, like this one coworker who she recently left, so I don't feel bad talking about. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> I'm like really gonna get in trouble. <laughs> she used to come over all the time and just pop up. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? Staring at my computer screen, talking about whatever gossip she had, and I'm just like, leave me alone. I'm trying to focus. I'm a writer. Won't I need you my just space. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. This is our musical segment. Like this is our most musical show. Oh, is that Michael Jackson? Yes. Oh, leave I love me that song. Alone. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> interrupting. I know. She's such a ham. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I, I feel like I just have to find, like, I've sort of taken my laptop and working somewhere else sometimes. Okay. Which, you know, whenever I can, like, it was a big office. I can go sit on the couch or, you know, go to a different floor and work someone else mm-hmm. or work from home a couple hours, leave a little bit early and work a little bit, you know, come in early to have that quiet time. Mm. So, yeah, I just got, I guess, like, my brown brick is just about, like. Debbie the, Downers. Yeah, Debbie Downers. And, and, and just the general lack of personal space at work. So if you have any brown breaks, feel free to share. You can tweet us at the BA podcast. Um, on Email Twitter. us at uh, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. I almost messed it up. <laughs> I know. You can also um, hit us up on Facebook. You guys have been doing great on the Facebook group at just Brown Ambition. Just type in Brown Ambition. We'll yeah, come, come up. Come find you'll, us. You'll see pictures of me and Mandy smiling. A rare occasion. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mandy makes me hug her every time I see her, just so you guys know. It's an in- I can't stop it. I know you don't like hugs. You know, it's okay. My body just comes at you. You would think, because, you know, Mandy's like more like the like straight guy, like, oh, you know, and I'm more like the silly one. You would think that I'd be like such the hugger, and I'm so not a hugger. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so like, hey, you touched me. Well, because I didn't really grow up in a hugging household. Nigerians tend not to be super huggalicious. That's what I've heard about um, families, their immigrant families. Yeah. I mean, definitely I know my parents love me. Not just Nigerians, but like, you know that new Aziz Ansari show, Master of None? Yes, I have been watching. And Did you watch the immigrant parent episode? No. (laughs) And those are his real parents, too, from right here. I want to watch it. Not from Nigeria. No, from India. India. Yeah, no. But he's, no, no. But I've I've heard, like, I read, like, an article saying it was, like, his real parents. Yes. And that his dad, like, made him cry because his dad said something like, um, He's like, Dad, how did it feel like being in Hollywood? He's like, honestly, I only just came because I wanted to spend time with you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, these old parents, they make you tear up. You should definitely watch Master of None. That's a great show. Yeah, I've been watch watching. Like, I watched the first. Um, watch the Immigrant Parent episode because I think it'll, res- it'll resonate. All right. Yeah. Well, so now we actually have tips, man. Oh, tips. Yes, we have a reader question. Yes. Let me get my... Which is good because you guys are asking questions, so definitely email. What was the email again? The email is brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, for and sure. Email us your questions because we got a good one. We're going to answer it. And Mindy shall read. I shall read. So this read. question... <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever gone to Harlem? No. And you know the, 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 um, the black Israelites? Mm-hmm. They wear like, I don't know, they almost look like adult... I don't want to be disrespectful. They wear garments, but like they have this thing where like they're reading from their holy book, and it's just as a kid, I just remember always remember walking through. The guy would say something like, "And then the man is walking," and they would stop, and then someone would yell, "Read!" And then <laughs> <laughs> so okay. any, anybody from Harlem, or even they used to do it in Newark. But yeah, so I'm just telling Mandy, "Read!" I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm going. Okay, so our questions from Carrie in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a long question, you guys like to write about your feelings a lot. Um, So let me try and summarize what she says. So thanks again, Carrie, for writing the question. Yes. She says, my husband and I both work full time and we make decent salaries. I work in higher ed. He works in upper management and retail. Unfortunately, they feel like their salaries are not getting them very far. They're working paycheck to paycheck and have been for years. Um, Last year, my husband took on an amazing job opportunity um, but they had to do long distance for five months because she, at the same time, was in grad school. So they had two apartments they were paying for, two rents, two water bills, two electric bills. I'm sure a lot of couples can relate. This sounds like a horrible. Plus, she had to take out student loans just to help fund all those expenses. Um, they were living off of his one salary. Um, and they both want to save and they want to start a family and they want to be homeowners soon. Mm-hmm. Of course you do. Every young couple wants that. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that, you know. So many of them are stuck with student loan debt like you guys are. Um, so Carrie says with her new job, part of her benefits now is to talk with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. She wants to, but she says my hubby <laughs> says it'd be a waste of time. Men. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> when I read that question, I was like, oh, that's such a man thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, men. He Not thinks, sorry. So her husband says he thinks all he thinks all he or she would tell us to do is pay off our credit cards. My question is, will going to a financial advisor be useful, giving our scenario? And secondly, should we consider a debt consolidation servicer? Pros or cons? Let's so start with the first yeah, one. Yeah, so the first one, I would say, so usually a financial advisor, what usually sets them apart? It's sounding like you're needing more like a financial planner. 
because a financial advisor, their main focus usually is retirement and investment investments, right? I mean, some of them do help with budgeting, but that's... But you can't... But if you're a good advisor, though, you can't get to retirement without first starting with the budgeting and planning. Yeah, but honestly, you know? I know literally... Because, you know, that's what I... I don't, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a financial educator. So, mm-hmm. like, I know a ton on ton on ton of financial advisors, and they... Not to say that they don't want to help with budgeting, but that's not usually where their focus is lying when they're helping. So they might do like a cursory kind of like, oh, yeah, this is a basic budget, but they're not going to lean in. And it sounds like to me that you're needing, first and foremost, you need like some sort of budget, like a plan of like paying down this debt, a plan for this is like if you're going to, if you want a house, you have to have a plan for that. So it's sounding like, not to say you have to go out and hire a financial planner, but that's what it's really sounding like, that sitting down and creating a budget. Um, there are some free resources that well, you can— Well, she gets the finance—because she, she gets, oh, she gets free it free through work. So see, well, I would say see ask your husband like. if—because you, you don't want to do stuff behind his back because that's your husband. Mm-hmm. So asking him, like, you know, even though you might not totally agree or whatever, how do you feel if I just at least go and ask some questions? Like, even if you want to create some questions with him. And sit down at least talk because if it comes if it comes free why not use it and just see, and you know if that financial advisor doesn't seem as helpful, then you can look for sources other you know and I know like there are a ton of books out there but there are also some like online resources that you can use. There's Mint. Um, I don't know if they have a budgeting component. Well, there's so many different layers here. I mean, Mint is more about you have a budget and you tell it. You have a budget and then you tell it. What what's do? your what's your limits? Okay. What you have to already have decided what your budget is. I mean, it sounds like she wants to know about debt consolidation. Um, that may be a question that your financial advisor could help you with. But if it's, yes. if it's through your benefits package at work, he may just or he or she may just want to talk to you about your four hundred one k. I was gonna say that that's know? what. But just see. But how would you know unless you see? I mean, I'm right. not trying to do like a plug here, but this is free. So one thing I started that would be really great for you as a woman, um, and a lot of women join and then they kind of pull their husbands in later. I started this thing called the Live Richer Challenge specifically for that because so many people are like, I don't know what to do. So the way it works is you sign up at Live Richer challenge.net and starting in January every day I send you one small easy tip toward saving more getting your budget together and having more so that way you can do the things that you want and so that's a totally free resource um but it's I would look towards stuff like that if your financial advisor does not seem like that that's what they're gonna be helping you with but it doesn't hurt to ask questions because your financial advisor usually will start with a budget, but you might need a little bit more hand-holding. And I, we can't really tell you whether or not you should um, consolidate your debt. Because well, I can talk about this, too. If it's student loan debt that you're worried about, you went to graduate school, which means you might have private student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, there are resources yes. out there for you. There's um, SoFi. That's my favorite. I was going to say that. S-O-F-I. They're the big wig, but there's also Common Bond is another one. These are both startups, but they... They do per, um, private student loan refinancing. Yes. They do some mortgages and stuff too, but their and they main also do business, personal loans. Yeah, but their main business is a student loan. A student loan. That's how they started, um, out, I think. And if you have private loans, they can. I mean, if you have good credit, which is you know you didn't you haven't mentioned your credit, but if you have good credit, yeah. I think their minimum um, credit score to qualify for loans is seven hundred. So you have to have pretty good qu- credit to qualify, but yeah. they. Um, can reduce your rates to pretty low. I think they start at like 2%. Yeah. Um, so depending on what your private student loan interest rates is, that could be an option. If you have federal student loan debt, there are ways for you to apply for income-based repayment. Yep, I did. Um, I know it can be overwhelming because separating like private from federal, but you can go talk to your loan service or just call them up and, and say, ask them. ask them about income-based repayment. Um, there are There is a federal debt consolidation program. However, 
they won't like take all your loans and give you a lower rate. They'll take the average of and your just put it yeah. Basically, you'll be rates. paying the same. Yeah, so but it's, it's just you'll be paying one bill versus like multiple. Exactly. Um, and although SoFi and Common Bond do allow you to refinance federal student loans, do not. you should not because, I mean, for one specific reason, which is that um, you'll be turning those federal loans into a private, private loan. loan yep. And private loans are private. They don't have any of the same federal benefits, and the income-based repayment, mm-hmm. the pay-as-you-earn plan, all these sort of like... Forbearance. Forbearance, deferment, deferment yeah. stuff like that. And also, um, yeah, that's a, big, that's a big reason why. Um, so one, so I guess this is our, our, our three-pronged tip. Yes, you should meet with your financial advisor. Definitely talk with your husband about it and just convince him for you to at least sit down with him. That's one. Two, it's sounding like you guys need to get a clear budget on the table of like what like what's really happening. So that way, because you can't have a debt plan unless you have a budget first. You can't start to really rebuild your credit unless you really figure out what is your money doing. And that's just what a budget is, a physical picture. So you need to get a budget on the board. And so that free resource of the... Um, the Live Richer Challenge can help with that if your financial advisor um, isn't able to, or just, that's just not his specialty. So financial advisor, get yourself a budget. And then if you find, you know what, we really do need help consolidating this debt, look into companies like SoFi if you have private loans, not federal. If you have federal loans, hit up your you know federal loan company. There are things in place to help. Like at one point, I was like in forbearance for like ever. <laughs> And, you know, I think, yeah, was it for banter deferment? But whatever, one of those, basically where I didn't have to pay for a little while just because I had to get myself together. So those are kind of like your three steps. I would say it sounds like from her question, so when you guys, when you were in grad school and he was, you were paying for two rents and all those extra expenses, you said you were putting all your additional expenses on, on credit, credit cards. cards. And my concern is that you guys might still be leaning on the credit cards. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you really have to figure out why you're turning to credit cards so much mm-hmm. and it could be that your expenses are too high mm-hmm. and it sounds like really painful you know to do this but you need to start cutting your expenses yeah. there's just no other way around it you have to cut your expenses figure and stop relying on credit like you can't keep paying off i i was in this trap after college mm-hmm. i was i was maxing out my card and paying off just a little bit mm-hmm. and then i was maxing it out again and paying off just a little bit and getting those interest charges you got to start paying that down. And once you get your budget under control, once you start cutting expenses, hopefully you'll have room to really start whacking away at that credit card debt aggressively. Yeah. Um, Because you're not going to be able to be able to get a home if you have a massive amount of credit card debt. Yeah. You know, I mean, or at it least, sounds overwhelming. But, but. it's not, honestly, because like, like Mandy said, same thing like me. Like, I lost my job in, like, 2009. I was a teacher, and I was relying heavily on credit cards. And so literally one day I had to be like, like, I was paying, I was paying them down using it, paying it down using it. And then finally I was like, Tiffany, the number one rule when you're in the ditch and you're trying to get out is stop digging. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I literally had a shovel in my ditch, and I kept digging and kept digging. I'm like, stop digging. So my shovel was my credit card. I literally took the credit card out of my wallet and cut it up and was like, now what? We're going to only deal with what's here now. And that helped significantly because it was like now when I was paying, at least it was going somewhere. You know, because it wasn't for like a few years, I was just paying and getting back into debt. So finally, I put down the credit card. It was not easy. There were definitely bills that were late. I think sometimes people are looking for, for us to say, like, well, you know, it'll work. No, sometimes there were bills that were late. 
And it was scary because I had never been late before. But I had to prioritize, like, shelter, food, everybody else can wait. And then slowly but surely, I dug, I used to have, like, a, a 802 credit score because I lost my job. I couldn't afford my mortgage, and it fell to, like, a, a 574. But slowly but surely, after putting down the credit cards and paying them off, it took me a few years to do so, my credit score started to raise. I finally got out of credit card debt, but it took a number of years. Mm-hmm. But it also took me literally putting down the credit cards and just working with what I had. And if that meant some things were late, they were. But I would call the companies ahead of time and be like, look, this is what's happening. I'm going to pay, just not this month or just not this week. And just know that it's not it's not always going to look pretty, but you'll eventually get there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a... I mean, not to be the Debbie Downer. I'm just kind of, I'm trying, it's, it's going to be a long road. Like, you're not going to get all this at one time. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. I know it feels like everyone should be at the, we should all be homeowners and having kids and starting families. And like, I mean, I just got engaged. I don't feel ready to pay for a wedding. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, it's, you just can't have it all at one time. You have to focus on the little small things. Yeah. And I think most importantly, again, back to your husband, like not wanting to go to the financial advisor, mm-hmm. if, if he's afraid to because he feels like it would be, you know, somewhat, I don't know, like admitting he doesn't know how to do something, mm-hmm. he, you know, you need to help him sort of get over that because it's about your family. Mm-hmm. And if it could help, then you should both want to do that for your family. And it sounds like you might need like an outsider. I mean, like us, but like someone who really can get down and dirty mm-hmm. with you guys and look at what those root issues are that are causing you to lean on those credit cards and help you get out of that. And also see, you know what you could try to do, too, if he doesn't want to go to the financial advisor, um, maybe because like um, the United Way by me would have financial education classes and they were free. I used to actually teach them. So looking to see maybe in Pittsburgh somewhere, are there some some organizations that have free financial education classes where they'll walk you through. You can ask questions. And so maybe your husband's not comfortable with the financial advisor, but hey, how do you feel about me coming to the class, even if he doesn't want to go? Because I used to have a lot of women that would come in and like their husband would come in the first time and then I would never see the husband again. But the wife would keep coming and she would bring the information home. Mm -hmm. So that might be also too, because it's sounding like you need a little hand-holding, which is fine. And you might be able to get it for free. And Pittsburgh is a pretty big city. I'm sure there's some resources available that way. So hit up your local Local United Way and see if they can tell you something. A lot of times banks will have stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping we gave you just enough to make your head spin. I know. <laughs> we can't solve all your problems in, the, in 10 minutes, but. Uh, no, but you're, Carrie, the fact that you wrote in lets me know that you are willing to take this, willing to take the next step. So that's oh, yeah. the biggest part. You can do it. You just yeah. got to pivot. Exactly. You just got to change the storyline. So pivot in Pittsburgh. believe in you. <laughs> Speaking of Pittsburgh, oh, never mind. I was going to say I saw Creed. That takes place, takes place in Philly. Oh, okay. Any Rocky? All right. Anyway, yeah. bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our tips, man, for and the week. We're at the end of the show. Yes, it's time As for wins. <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> um, which boys to men was on the way they were oh, soul they, they were amazing. I was like, what happened? Between I mean, Brandy and Soul Train, oh, Fantasia was in the middle, but uh, I mean, Brandy she actually was not bad. She was amazing, but the songs, like the the sitting up in my room, yeah, and the end of the road, like those two, and even you know, Tevin Campbell, even though his voice is not where it was, yeah. that song, honestly, like, can we talk for a minute? I used to love that song. Did you have Quiet Storms on radio when you were a kid? Yeah, that was my B one hundred and three Quiet, quiet, quiet Storm. I used to listen to that and go to sleep. 
That was yes. my R&B. Uh, that, honestly, now you had maybe like literally I was like, and Jill Scott rocked out. I what? love Jill Scott. I got to catch up on my clips. Yeah. It just made me want to like literally just sit in front of my laptop and just stay up all night listening to like the great music of like my era. Yes. Um, so boys to men can be a win. Yes. Well, wins, no. Wins, we know wins, what the wins, win wins. is. The win is that rock. The rock that I'm going to get back. I feel like I dropped my baby off at daycare. <laughs> I know it's not, I know it's not a baby. <laughs> but I feel like while the ring is getting resized, I'm like having palpitations. So like, I think oh that's God. our win. And then we all, we both have really good Thanksgiving. So that's a good win. Yeah, I cooked a turkey. I know. So and Mandy, it came out really good. And her, the pictures looked amazing. I'm not going to lie. I was like, look at Mandy not cooking and stuff. Horn, but that was my very first turkey. You know what's disgusting? What? Preparing a turkey. Really? Do you know what's inside? There? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you wrote, "You can't unsee giblets." So you cannot. Gonna... Oh my god, the giblet, the neck bone. I like neck bone, but you don't want to see it raw. This is. True. I wasn't expecting it either. I'm like, oh, the giblet's like a bloody bag of guts, and then you get the neck bone, which is just out there. I mean, I, I was a trooper. I used it to make the gravy. The gravy mm-hmm. was on point. Really? Uh, oh yeah, I was. I was. Oh, all you up did in it, huh? Like the Southern Belle, and you just came out. I, I'm a good cook. I realized. Oh. My dad used to. My dad used to own a soul food restaurant. So really? Mm-hmm. Called Ruby Soul Food in Atlanta. I like. Yeah. But um, I was happy. I had just a small gathering. All my friends, you know who you are, left me with no leftovers. Wow, greedy. I tried cleaning up and putting the plates away, trying to be sneaky. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, no. They took all the pots back out, all the pans. <laughs> oh, we want more food. Where's the tin foil? <laughs> One of my friends left with an ice pack because they went to the movies after. She's like, oh, you got that ice pack? Let me get that. Oh, she's like, because I want to keep this food on ice. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, she went to the movies? That's yeah, fun. to see Creed. Yeah, I've heard, like, good things about Creed. Creed's amazing. You know what's crazy? How many... So boxing is a sport with, like, what, majority black mm-hmm. men, right? I feel like, right? But there's no, like, movie with a black actor. All the boxing movies you think of, like, Rocky. Rocky. What's the one? Cinderella Man. Oh, oh yeah. the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like, oh, yeah. always, so it was nice to see Michael B. Jordan, he's who's fine. amazing. Yeah. He's so... And he's from Newark. His, is he? Yes. His body, though? Mm. He could be from Mars. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Creed was amazing. You should, get, and it, it sounds corny, like, oh, my God, the seventh Rocky. But it, that's a whole new life for the whole genre. I'm, I'm sure we'll do sequels and stuff. I okay. loved it. So that's a win. Creed is a win. That yes. rock is a win. Yes. And having great Thanksgiving. So uh, Superman came to the, to like, well, he'd met my parents before, but it was his first Thanksgiving with was us. Was it? Mm-hmm. He was, he was all nervous. Well, because only, we've only been together... We only had, um, like, I think when we got together last year. When did we get together? Anyway, there's only been one Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like kind of, but he was all nervous. He was going to get all dressed up. I'm like, where are you going? Are we going to church? Okay. No, put on some sneakers. Put on the elastic pants. Yeah. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. And then, so he was all tight at first, but everybody was really nice to him. So he, like, relaxed and he had a good time. Good. I had a very diaspora Thanksgiving because of my, we went to my sister's house. So we're Nigerian. Her husband's Jamaican. So we had, like, we didn't even have stuffing and stuff. We had jerk chicken. Mm. Uh, like moi moi, which is a Nigerian food. We had like all of these things that were like Jamaican and Nigerian. And then like later on, we went to Jarrell's cousin's house, well, Superman's cousin's house. And he, his family is like, you know, root Southern black. So it was like all like the, you Sweet know, potatoes. Candy, candy games, a mm. collard green. It was just so I had literally every type of, well, not every type, but we had Caribbean food, African food, and soul food. It was just the best greedy Thanksgiving ever. Ooh, soul food. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to my friend Jessica for that mac and cheese, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> my arteries, thank you. <laughs> so we had a good, a good brown, brown It's ambition. the holidays. I got yeah. a Christmas tree. We hope you guys are having a good pre-holiday. For those of you who, you know, whatever, Celebrate. observe. Yes. <laughs> and so remember, you can always find us on Twitter at, at the BA Podcast, on Facebook, Brown Ambition, and Gmail, 
brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. We love, love your questions. Yes. We also love, love when you tell us how much you love, love Brown Ambition. Yes. But we'd also love, love some <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> Please send some iTunes reviews. We had some great rem- momentum, but you guys have been late. Yeah. Review. We got a couple of the reviews. We don't get paid for this. Yes. We do not. This is a, the goodness of our hearts and just like a passion project. So it's great to have your little support. You knew how much we do love your reviews. <laughs> Every review you leave will just make it all the better when I'm like red eyed at midnight editing this thing and trying to get it up by 6 30 in the morning. <laughs> but really, the support's been awesome. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. See you. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.